I use this device uh, that's called a Roadcaster Pro to produce the show. And I was just looking at these buttons here that are going to fire the audio sounds or the sound bites that we put into the program. And I, I sit alone and I do this. And it just occurred to me, I can literally go through and just press three buttons and pause them. Barely a week goes by, but what some researcher tries to scare us or trick us out of research money by claiming that the sky is falling. I'm announcing three actions that the department is taking to advance environmental justice. We have solutions that can deliver. We're going to, we're actually going to do a hundred rules. And make the point. The point is this, the appeal to authority we talked about yesterday is being downsourced from the bosses in government to the bosses in social media, hence the utter panic about Elon Musk. And it creates for us a conundrum. Do we continue to engage in social media at all? Just truth social, just gab? I mean, they're important tools. But it's very clear. They intend to ban more speech on the environment, gender. So what else are they going to ban? And do we play along or do we exit? Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. Big thanks to our partners at Allen's Artisan Soaps, allensoaps.com. Also, all of our partners have stepped up to purchase a block of tickets for our events in Little Babylon, outside of Big Babylon, Bothell, Washington. It is Friday the 20th. 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. And then from 8.30 to 9, we're just going to hang out and visit as family. You can still get tickets at the ToddHermanShow.com slash events. It's a live event. There's not going to be any live streaming. You got to be there to see it. Um, or you can sit back and see if you win tickets, which we'll begin giving away next week. The ToddHermanShow.com slash events. Yeah, this is an interesting, easy way to sit back and do a podcast. I could let other people do my job today. But this bespeaks to me how serious are our times when I can let the sound bites from the people who are the authorities, the experts, simply do the show for us. My question for us is, to what degree do we continue to engage in social media, if at all? You know me, I get a dopamine hit out of Twitter. I admit it. Um, when I give in to arguing on Twitter, I, I can spend all sorts of time arguing with people. That's why I've got my replies set to a, th uh, a setting where I only see you if I follow you. Otherwise, I end up arguing with leftists, wasting my time. And I get a dopamine hit out of it. So I admit that I am someone who can get addicted to social media, particularly the Twitter platform, because it's so instant and you have to break conversations up. And it's such a, a clever little uh, neurohack that Jack Dorsey and the neurohackers in Silicon Valley figured out how to neurohack people like me. But it's a big question because, of course, we reach people that way. So I want to unpeel this and, and look at it, of course, from perspective of the, the word of God. Matthew 15, um, verses 18 through 20. But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart. 
And this defiles a person, for out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, slander. These are what defile a person, but to eat with unwashed hands, that does not defile anyone. James, whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. And we'll get into some others, particularly on the topic of lying. So I know I can fall into not sexual immorality. Thank you. The Lord protect me from that. Not adultery on social media, but thoughts of murder. <laughs> yeah, I, I confess. I'm not a danger to go harm somebody, but I can look at people doing harm to others and go, oh, it's hard not to want them to be taken out. False witness. Mm, no, but slander. I could, I could end up slandering people. But this is just, that's just sin. That's just sin. Of course, that's the ultimate problem. But they're getting ready to, and they're already announcing, I'm not making this up. Uh, I got an article here right here. Google intends to uh, target climate change misinformation and a crackdown on digital advertising. And incidentally, you know who's pushing them to do that? This is from Adweek. Adweek study finds Facebook labels climate misinformation just half the time. Inconsistent labeling leaves marketers in the dark. Yes, yes, yes. Because marketers who run ads next to shows um, that are completely and utterly immoral are very, very concerned that they might be running an ad in a, um, on, a, on a Facebook page where someone says, actually, the earth's always been warming and cooling and it's cyclical. But I could sit here and let, for instance, the great Paul Harvey do the show. Now, truth be told, and I'll talk about this later. Paul Harvey is one of the reasons I'm in talk radio. I've, I've, I've said that before and people have said, you're lying. There's a guy I did a radio show with um, years ago, the ill-fated Candy Mike and Todd. And Mike thought I was lying when I said that I loved Paul Harvey or that I, that I used to listen to him um, in the parking lot at high school. He did not. He actually said that in the air. You didn't. I said, yes, I did. You expect us to believe that you liked Paul Harvey. I didn't like him. I like him. I continue to respect him. This is Paul Harvey talking about global warming right here. Barely a week goes by, but what some researcher tries to scare us or trick us out of research money by claiming that the sky is falling. And with the willing complicity of Headline-hungry media. Who's in the audience? He's talking a to recent journalists. crisis of the month had to do with global warming. An ozone hole is opening up over the United States, we were told, the effects of which were already measurable in an increase in skin cancer. On the contrary, destroying chlorine around the polar vortex has been declining since January. A major objective of a recent shuttle mission was to determine the scope and scale of the so-called ozone hole, and the silence since has been deafening from those whose livelihood depends on creating crises. Recent data from the upper atmosphere research satellites affirms that any problem is less, it's not greater. Ozone levels fluctuate all of the time, partly because of volcanic activity and solar flares. But MIT's technology review has made an exhaustive study of worldwide ocean temperatures since 1851, has concluded that there appears to have been little or no global warming over the past century. 
In fact, the net rise in world surface temperature during the last century, which was about 1%, almost all occurred before 1940, and that was before aerosols, and that has since been reversed. Former NASA chief Robert Jastrow and former Scripps director William Nirenberg, past president of the American Academy of Sciences, Frederick Seitz, all have concluded in a scathing rebuke of those who make money by predicting global warming, quote, if we allow ourselves to be influenced by press release, we could spend a trillion dollars over the next decade destroying what's left of the American economy in an utterly unnecessary attempt to repeal the Industrial Revolution. Scaremongering can exact another price that we can't afford. Enough false alarms and Americans may become chronically indifferent. To- yes. It was the clip. It wasn't me that cut off. I wanted to hear it too. Did he say repealing the Industrial Revolution? What just happened with the medically useless, deadly, politically targeted lockdowns of school children, churches, and gyms? And small businesses, but not big businesses? What are we being told now? That, that the only way to be patriotic and back the god Zelensky is to buy an electric car. What are we being told? We need to replace all of our energy system, fossil fuels in which they won't invest... Uh, with electricity. That's what we're being told. Did the earth get warmer after Paul Harvey spoke those words to journalists in 1992? Briefly. In some places, now it's getting cooler. It's a cycle. And yet, from Paul Harvey, I can shift gears from 1992. And mind you, Google is getting ready to to treat as misinformation people who question the experts. We talked about that yesterday, the appeal to authority. Pinterest has banned misinformation about climate change, meaning things that disagree with the experts. Facebook, the advertisers are pressuring Facebook to do more banning of, of pages that, that contend that the earth has always been cyclical in its climate. So from Paul Harvey in 1992 to now, what's, what's really changed? Well, the instruments of the state have changed. See, he was able to shame his fellow journalists in that moment and that pause he created. That was on purpose. Masterful, masterful speech giving. He was reading a teleprompter, by the way, but masterful reading of the teleprompter. He was able to do that because that was at a time when journalists said, come and let us reason. Second Timothy four through uh, four, verse three, for the time is coming when people will not long endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions. What is social media? channel making, putting people into echo chambers, creating this division where you and I know things that the enemies of, of, of America simply don't know, or people who've been drawn into being the enemies. I try to spend as much time as I can reading against channel. I hope you do too. But 1992, Paul Harvey spoke these words, and now we see the instrumentation of the state in the social media. They're going to begin to ban this stuff. So do we engage 
I have thoughts on that. Let me get, first of all, to this thing from the <laughs> Merrick Garland, who finally gets his chance to show what a great, great, great man he is at the DOJ. I'm announcing three actions that the department is taking to advance environmental justice. First, consistent with the president's executive order on tackling the climate crisis at home and abroad, we are issuing a comprehensive environmental justice enforcement strategy. Associate Attorney General Vanita Gupta We'll discuss that strategy in just a moment. Second, I'm pleased to announce that we are launching the Justice Department's first ever Office of Environmental Justice to oversee and help guide the Justice Department's wide-ranging environmental justice efforts. <laughs> like all parts of government, it will get its own acronym, oh, you're so funny, OEJ. And third, the Justice Department is issuing an interim final rule that will restore the use of an important law enforcement tool, supplemental environmental projects, subject to new guidelines and limitations that I will also be issuing today. <laughs> We've got the Environmental Protection Agency, which has police, police state authorities. We've got the Army Corps of Engineers, which can seize, can and does seize land. <laughs> including pretending that water left in trailer tracks on a, on an almond farm are navigable waterways. That happened. That literally happened. The, the Army Corps of Engineers goes out to a farm, a pistachio farm near Sacramento and says, wow, what are these rivers? Those aren't rivers. Uh, that's where our trailer drove and it indented the mud and the dirt and water got in there. Okay, that's a navigable waterway. We own it. We're the night. We're the uh, we're the Army Corps of Engineers. Now we own that. That's a navigable navigable waterway. Boats and ships could go through that. So we have this. 1992. Paul Harvey talks about this, and we're still locked into this path. And now the mechanisms of the state are pushing it down to the social media companies to enforce it, but they're just private companies. Incidentally, I intend to push for weather justice. I am damaged any time the heat goes above 79 degrees. I am personally damaged. I demand justice. Here's Gina McCarthy. So Gina McCarthy is a, um, she is a little tyrant. She's a um, uh, White House climate advisor. She doesn't know how electric cars work. She doesn't know that they plug in. <laughs> There's a famous video of Gina McCarthy baffled, just baffled by a car. What, 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 are you, what are you doing there? What are you plugging it into? It's a power outlet. So here's Gina McCarthy bragging about making every appliance in your house more expensive and doing nothing, nothing for the environment. 1992, Paul Harvey talked about these people. We have solutions that can deliver. We're, gonna, we're actually going to do 100 rules this year alone on appliances, just like you asked. We are developing partnerships on how we work together for new building standards, even for sustainable airlines. Who'd have thunk that they'd be all in, but they better be or they're going to be out of here. The, the voice of a tyrant. They better be all in or they're going to be all out of here. Oh, by the way, here's how she's listed out of, uh, is this Wikipedia? I think this is. Wikipedia. <laughs> Uh, Regina McCarthy is an American environmental health and air quality expert. It's right there. She's an expert. 
1992. So do we continue to engage with all of what they're going to be throwing at us? See, they're also announcing um, in the social media companies that they're going to be banning disinformation on, well, gender. Remember we played for you this unbelievable clown show of the, the Minister of Truth, Nina Jankowitz, where she was talking about disinformation equals saying Cammie Harris slept her way to the top. Disinformation equals saying that a man um, who is still a man but wants to look like a woman is a is is a woman is is a man. To say he's actually a man is disinformation, or that it's disinformation that people rudely send her pictures. She she claims that people send her pictures of eng- empty egg cartons to say you're 30 years old and your eggs are dying and you don't have kids, which would be a rude thing. And I don't necessarily believe that people do that to her. Perhaps they do. If they do, it's a, they're rude people. That's disinformation, except it's not. It's rude behavior. They intend to continue now to block more content on the topic of gender. So do we engage? Here's an example. Twitter has banned the Federalist senior editor, John Davidson, for accurately stating that men can't become women. So he's banned for stating that. So they intend to enforce that. You have this. This is from the thug-like so-called attorney general of the state of Washington. We talked about him on Monday. He's one of the guys who's partnering with the dictator of Washington state to make sure you don't get to read your own paperwork on the medical experiments on things like, oh, you know, uh, influenza treatments and so-called vaccines and radiation and and uh, and hallucinogenics that they forced on the prisoners or conned on the prisoners in Washington state prisons. He's that guy helping to block that. Here's his announcement today. Um, this is Bob Ferguson talking though. Uh, today, uh, we led uh, 19 AGs uh, calling on Congress to pass the uh, Supporting All Veterans Families Act. This bill will eliminate dated language and bring assurances and comfort to LGBTQ plus veterans um, and their spouses that their rights and benefits are explicitly written into law. So he intends now to read the minds of dead people and to go back and say, you know what? I don't know. That soldier in the picture in World War One. I'm looking there in the, I'm looking there right there in in, in the um, in the picture. He looks pretty feminine to me. I, I think he's a woman. I think that that soldier, uh, that's that's a woman. Well, I mean, look how he's leaning. Like that's a woman. So he intends to go back through history and apply pronouns to people who who now don't get to have the benefit of saying, actually, no, I was sleepy. I'd been up for 64 hours defending the country. I'm that's and secondly, leaning over doesn't make you a woman. So they intend to now begin enforcing that. So what else are they going to enforce? What other thought crimes are they going to invent? I know some that are coming. They're already doing it on abortion. They're doing it on abortion. So do we continue to engage? That's the topic. I do have thoughts on whether we engage and how we engage and We will absolutely get to that. I know the wrong way. uh, Yeah, I know the wrong way to cut weight. What are you talking about? (laughs) There was this... um uh, there was this drill that uh, this teacher, this coach in my daughter's uh, speed skating team, he was a legend in speed skating, uh, won like 48 world championships, um, 
incredibly cool guy named Joey. And he taught the kids at this clinic. He had them skate really poorly. He, I mean, it was clown skating. And he said, I want you to skate standing up and swinging your arms across your body. And I want you to um, turn, you know, look behind you and, and just breaking all the rules. And let's have some fun with this. Let's who can be the goofiest looking skater. And then he brought them in and said, I want to, now I want you to exaggerate good form. So good form in skating is, you know, you're, you have a flat back, uh, your arm control, your arm movements, very controlled up to your nose. Um, your steps are prescribed. You lean the proper way. It's, it's hard to explain on the radio, but on the podcast, I'm an old radio guy. So he had them exaggerate that. So they got too low and their arms were too controlled. And then he went from there up into good form because he had to show them, here's what terrible form looks like. Here's what skating too tight looks like. Now let's loosen up. Let's skate well. It was a brilliant thing. I've been through getting rid of fat the terrible way as a wrestler. On my senior year, I had to suck so much weight. I went down from, I think they, they pretended in football that I weighed 220 pounds. No one believed that. But I weighed like 215 um, and I went down to 190 and I did that in, in a couple of weeks. It was horrible. And I looked awful. I felt awful. That's a bad way to do it. There's also this starving yourself thing. That's so temporary guys. It simply doesn't work because the body panics. God has designed, designed smart bodies to go, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's a f- shortage of food. And anytime you eat anything, it's like stored as fat, stored as fat. Because this, this, this is a coming storm. Soda Weight Loss understands this at sodaweightloss.com. If this has happened to you, you've tried starving yourself. You've tried, oh, I'll just eat salads and it's not working. It won't work. It won't. Soda has cracked the code. They're so successful because they base it upon predictability and approach where they can tell you it's, if you follow our program, it's likely going to take you this long to drop this much fat from your body. And then this. Hunger, she your enemy. When you're jettisoning fat from your body, if you're doing this on your own and you're hungry, I am here to tell you it doesn't work. What's my proof? 150 pounds of fat gone. That's a person. I took off 95 pounds on that in very, very quick order. So when I look at the soda weight loss protocol, I say, that's it. That's the way to get it done, to keep it off. My wife is a member of soda weight loss. She's absolutely thrilled. I can see it in her face. I can see the pounds coming off. And she's going at a very slow pace because that's what she wants to do. That's what they're helping her with. They will help you. Do everything from home. So easy. Sign up now. Stop putting it off. It's at sodaweightloss.com. That's sodaweightloss.com. So do we continue to engage in, in social media? Because there's some other things that they are blocking. For instance, the debate around the SCOTUS leak can't be had. Because in the world of social media, um, getting rid of Roe versus Wade means abortions are banned. That's what the truth is in social media. It's not true. It doesn't apply. But they're not even allowing descriptive memes of what abortion does. Mind you, 
they will sh- allow you to run videos of little girls with their breasts cut off because that's good because it's good to cut the breasts off little girls. Everybody knows that, you know, puberty is a disease. They will run. How often did we watch the Will Smith video of, of Smith walking up and, and smacking what's his uh, comedian, uh, Chris Rock? Um, they'll run movie clips. They'll, they'll run cuties, the, the Netflix soft kitty porn thing. Uh, child pornography in soft form on, on Netflix. They'll run that. They'll run how many disgusting videos and images will they put up on social media? But they're now banning images of what a child looks like at 14 weeks. And all it is is a blown up picture of a child in the womb. That's all it is. And Facebook is banning these and Twitter is banning these and Pinterest is banning. Sometimes they're just labeling them disturbing content. Well, it's just a picture of a child. The child at that point is alive and well. It's like it's like a high end ultrasound picture. It colored. You can see the, the hairs on the baby's face. It's really remarkable that they can do this. So we can't even have the debate. We can, but they can't. Because they can't see. I shudder at a thought experiment I have in my head. You know these young women who are screaming, murder the baby, murder the baby, kill the baby, I hate the baby. I have this thought experiment. They're saying up to, uh, they want to be able to kill a baby up to the day the baby's supposed to be born. Nine months. They want to kill the baby at nine months. I have this thought experiment. If you sat those young women down and you were sitting next to them with a nine-month-old baby and that baby is looking them in the face, just been born, gripping their finger, if you said to them, hey, kill it, would they? I'm terrified because some would. But what about a puppy? Kill it. Or kitty cat, kill it. Now, they're traumatized. These people are traumatized. James 4, 17. So whoever knows the right thing and fails to do it, for him it is sin. Do they know the right thing? What's our role in this? We have to be there. We have to be there and we have to be there acting in godly ways. We have to be there showing the truth, mindful of Matthew 15, 18 through 20. But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart and this defiles a person. We have to be there mindful of yesterday. We spoke, uh, what do the Beatitudes? The poor in spirit meaning we recognize we have nothing but the Holy Spirit. We have to be in these conversations. We have to do it in a way that doesn't give Facebook what Facebook wants, which is an argument and a knockdown drag out. That's what they want on Twitter. And maybe Elon Musk will change that. And who knows? But we have to be there to be the people who will go to the source of truth, which is God, of course, the source of truth, images like this. And if they will ban those images, fine. Then we get to ask questions like, why do you think Facebook will not let you see a picture of a 14-month-old or a 14-week um, infant? 
a 14-week infant inside the mother. Why do you think they'll block that? The reality is this. We can't have the SCOTUS debate as a society at large, writ large, without social media, writ large. We can have it in, and we should, in our churches, and we should have it in our circles. But listen to this doctor. Guys, I am telling you, in fact, I should, I should do this. I should give you a second to warm up to this. This is so utterly, utterly disturbing. But it utterly puts the truth to what this, what, what's actually happening. You know, there's a lot of people. You'd be very, very. If you have little kids, don't let them hear this. Little kids. This is a doctor describing what happens during a second trimester abortion. Dr. Levitino, we'll begin with you. Welcome. Thank you, Chairman and members of the committee. Um, I only have five minutes, so I'm going to get right to it. Second trimester d abortions performed between roughly 14 and 24 weeks of gestation. Your patient today is 17 years old. She's 22 weeks pregnant. Her baby is the length of your hand plus a couple of inches. And she's been feeling her baby kick for the last several weeks, but she's asleep on an operating room table. You walk into that operating room scrubbed and gowned, and after removing laminaria, you introduce a suction catheter into the uterus. This is a 14 French suction catheter. If she were 12 weeks pregnant or less, basically the width of your hand or smaller, you could basically do the entire procedure with this. But babies this big don't fit through catheters this size. After suctioning the amniotic fluid out from around the baby, you introduce an instrument called a sofa clamp. It's about 13 inches long. It's made of stainless steel. The business end of this clamp is about two and a half inches long and a half inch wide. There are rows of sharp teeth. This is a grasping instrument. When it gets a hold of something, it does not let go. A DNA procedure is a blind abortion, so picture yourself introducing this and grabbing anything you can blindly and pull, and I do mean hard, and out pops a leg about that big, which you put down on the table next to you. Reach in again, pull again, pull out an arm about the same length, which you put down on the table next to you, and use this instrument again and again to tear out the spine, the intestines, the heart and lungs. Head in the baby that size is about the size of a large plum, can't see it, but you pretty good idea you've got it if you've got your instrument around something and your fingers are spread about as far as they go. You know you did it right if you crush down on the instrument and white material runs out of the cervix. That was the baby's brains. Then you could pull out skull pieces. And you have a day like I had a lot of times, sometimes a little face comes back and stares back at you. Congratulations, you just successfully performed a second trimester DNA abortion. You just affirmed her right to choose. You okay? Uh, you can see it in the audience that people had no idea. We, we can't have this conversation in the social media world because of how they banned these. Because they don't want people to know. So do we engage? We have to, but how? The hardest thing to do when faced with someone who is ready to tear apart an infant in that manner or in any manner 
is to treat them as a friend. I'm guilty of not being able to do that. But what does the Lord tell us? What did he demonstrate, save the one time that he overturned the tables? We have to engage. We have to engage in love. We have to engage in questions for people, such as, why do you think they don't want you to see the picture of a 14-week infant off of a piece of content like that? Would you like to feel that thing on your finger? I don't want to hurt you, but would you like to feel that piece of equipment on your finger? Uh, there is a website we ask you to use when you order Bonefrog coffee. It is bonefrog.us. I'll tell you why. Uh, Tim Cruikshank is the founder and CEO of Bonefrog Coffee. He's a 25-year Navy veteran and a Navy SEAL. Um, we made a commitment on this show to help growing companies succeed when we can. And Bonefrog is getting their way, and it is dynamically great coffee. Bar none, it's the best coffee I've ever had. We talked to them about setting up the subscription program. Tim at Bonefrog wants to know right, that it works, that, that he is, in fact, getting his money worth from dealing with the program in this partnership. We also want to know we're getting our money's worth, right? So it's a way to count. Tim wants it and we want it. So we ask you to use bonefrog.us, right? Bonefrog.us. Now, the benefit of that is that you get a 5% savings on a lifetime on your subscription for coffee. So you never run out again. You have it when you have guests over. You can try all the blends, right? You can change it up. You can go modify your subscription, you know, every month if you need to, right? If you need to change, you want this sort of different roast. You want to try the light roast. You need more of the, uh, the bone frog roast, which is the medium roast. Be our guest. We ask you that you use bonefrog.us. Keep in mind that when this company was founded, Tim said, God, country team goes on the bags. It's on the bags to this day. Also understand that proceeds from Bonefrog go to support Tim's community, his greater community. That is the Navy SEAL community, specifically families of fallen Navy SEALs. So when you go to bonefrog.us, you do get the 5% off lifetime off of subscription for coffee from bonefrog.us and you have the knowledge of knowing what sort of company you're supporting. An example of how to engage because we must continue to engage in social media because there's more things you're going to crack down on. And it just comes down to trying to break people from the, the hypnotism in which they're operating. There's some people, and the Lord Jesus modeled this, it, like you can go speak his word in front of people if they absolutely refuse to hear it, shake the sandals off from your, shake the dust from your sandals, turn your back and walk away. Uh, the Apostle Paul did this to some degree with the, uh, with the Jewish community. You know, they were not hearing him and, and he turned around and effectively said, hey, look, the blood's on your hands now. I've done what I can. I'm going to go and I'm going to um, I'm going to go uh, uh, evangelize to the to the Gentiles. And, and he did do that. So he tried his very, very best. There's going to be people who simply won't hear us. But here's some questions to ask people. And let's just take, for instance, the, the, the case of abortion. Let's take this and let's take a couple of the other cases we talked about today. So we just talked about this thing with abortion. Just this. To someone that you're engaging with online, what's the worst pain you've ever felt? Honestly, worst physical pain you've ever felt? Uh, you, 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 when was the last time you stubbed your toe really bad? That hurts. 
honestly, this rotator cuff surgery I had, it, it, I've hurt, I've had worse pain by, by stabbing my toe really bad or my, I twisted my ankle really bad in high school, jumping off of a, off the top of a basketball, not the rim, but the up above the rim. That hurt. A burn. My mom accidentally poured uh, hot oil on my arm once. Total accident. It burned like heck and it, it hurt for a week. That was terrible. Communicate with people this way and then bring this topic up. Here's the procedure. This is what you are encouraging and then remind people. I don't think you want to cause physical pain to babies. I don't think you do. I don't think you want to cause physical pain to puppies. I don't think you do. I don't think you want to watch a baby scream in the womb. I don't. I don't think you want to watch a baby try to fight that instrument away from its body. I don't think you want that. With the COVID flu. I don't think you want teen suicides this high ever again. I don't think you want little kids to not be able to spot a smile. I don't think you want kids to not be able to have empathy. And this is what we've created with the masks. It's questions. It's assumptions that in them still there are good people. Good people doesn't get you into heaven. But good people will listen to statements like, I don't think you want to do this. On the topic of these lunatics going to the houses of the Supreme Court justices, and I'm torn on this topic and I'll tell you why. If you're a school board member and you will not let the public into your school board meeting, or you change the meetings, or you don't let them speak, or you shut down their microphones after 30 seconds, or you won't let them read the curriculum. You are showing them you're going to have to come to me somewhere else. You're showing them that. So I'm torn on this, honestly. I don't like the showing up at people's houses, particularly with what they're doing. They're threatening justices. They're trying to do the same thing to the Supreme Court that they did to the jury in the in the case of of Michael of um, of George Floyd and the officer there. I do believe that pressure caused the jury to change some of the jury to change their mind. Would they have been acquitted? I don't know. So I'm torn on this. But here's what I'm not torn on: is death threats, burnings in effigy, the things they're screaming at the at the justices, and I'm not torn on this. They want it. The party wants it. Ted Cruz is correct when he speaks here about the Supreme Court and about what could happen. I tend to disagree that this is the biggest scandal in the Supreme Court. I do. Why? They pretended Washington, D.C. is a state. They pretended a fine is a tax. They pretended not doing business out of a state is engaging in interstate commerce. They pretend all the time. Those are, they pretended men or women just did that last year. Those are true scandals. This is a scandal too, but I don't think it's the biggest one in the history of the court. Ted Cruz. 
This leak is the most egregious violation of trust at the Supreme Court in the history of our nation. It has never happened even once that a draft opinion leaks from the court before it issues in over 200 years of our nation's history. It undermines the independence of the judiciary. It undermines the integrity of the court. And it undermines the rule of law. It is difficult to describe, particularly to those who have not worked at the court or practiced before the court, the level, the magnitude of breach of trust that this leak represents. I fear for the court's ability to continue to function as it was designed to function if justices cannot circulate opinions and have deliberation and have discussions. The way the Supreme Court works, an initial opinion circulates but there are hundreds and sometimes thousands of changes as the justices negotiate back and forth, sometimes sentence by sentence, paragraph by paragraph, footnote by footnote, having discussions back and forth and reaching a final decision. If that process can be circumvented by one unethical criminal law clerk, and I think the odds are overwhelming this was a law clerk who handed this over to a reporter, it does possibly permanent damage to the Supreme Court. And that decision to leak this opinion and to try to put political pressure on the court is the predictable culmination of a multi-year effort by Senate Democrats to demonize and politicize the court. Yes, he's exactly right. To demonize, politicize, and threaten the court. And... So is what the government has pushed down to social media. It's very scary for some people to lose the only channel they have to communicate in mass, to connect with friends, to feel a connection to the world. This is the difference. This is how we engage. On the topic of crews and in these discussions, it goes back to asking the people questions. Would you be okay if they did it to you? Would you be okay if they did it to your mom? And let's be clear in the circumstances. I don't want someone to go hassle your mom. I don't want someone to go hassle you. Would you be okay with it? There's going to be people who go, yeah, I'll be fine with it. No, they wouldn't. Most people have never faced anything like this. Many in their hearts will know. This is what the Lord is doing in my mind. See, communication is something God invented. He invented words for us to use, which makes us different from animals. He has used them with us through his son and through his prophets directly in very few cases, very special cases like with Moses. He's used words and language. He gave us these things. I had this belief that taking the interactions that we have, even great ones like Paul Harvey. I mentioned earlier that Paul Harvey is one of the reasons I got in the radio. That's a true fact. My father was addicted to Paul Harvey. We used to time our drives home to make sure that we didn't miss. And now the rest of the story. Or Paul Harvey news 
And now, the commentary. Yeah, I knew he was an old man. No older than my dad. But his grasp on story and humanity. If I was a farmer. Brilliant. And yes, as a senior in high school. Actually, I was as a junior. Something as a senior. A junior in high school. Yes, I went out to my 66 Chevelle. A little jacked up in the back. Thank you very much. And yes, we turned on the radio that my dear friend's brothers installed in that car for me because the other one stopped working. And yeah, it wasn't ACDC or Aerosmith or the Who we were listening to. It was uh, Paul Harvey. Good day. Because my dearest friend and brother is from a radio background. His dad is. But Paul Harvey was passing on to us humanity, but through a filter, through the same filter, I'm passing my thoughts on to you today. Social media is not this. It's not the human voice. It is absent any form of genuine voice. So like I said at the beginning of the COVID flu, the lockdowns, stop needing concerts. Stop being dependent on going out to these events the party runs, shows, movies, concerts, sports. Stop being dependent on air travel. If you can, some people have to for their jobs. I get that. Trust me, my week of travel coming up in two weeks is nuts. And I have banned myself from flying. I won't go back. The leverage that they have over people with social media is people are afraid of losing their accounts because they're afraid of using their status. Let us reinvest. What God is showing us is that is great evil. That is Babylon. We have to be in the world to evangelize, but we must not be of the world. I would ask you to do something I did several months ago. I took stock. How many people have I picked up the phone and called? Just called. I called someone who I worked with in radio last week. Just picked up the phone. Didn't text. Just called. And he picked up. He goes, hey, is everything okay? Yeah, it's fine. Okay, because you're just calling. You didn't text. I just wanted to make sure you're okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I know you're busy. I just wanted to hear your voice. I just wanted to tell you I miss you. Wow. You called me for that? Yes. Wow. I could have sent a text. No, this is better. See, I want to unwind ourselves from needing social media to using it. A tool not a destination, a street, not a home. That and only that can allow us to engage in this without being of their world. If you need social media, I have news for you. You are of their world. Let us be in it, but not of it. Let us instead reverse course and be in God's world with no filter, just other faithful Christians. 
This is the Todd Herman Show. We so appreciate your support. You can hit the share button, send these shows to friends. Now, please go be well, be strong, be kind. And hey, I have an idea. How about get together with some other Christian people and break bread and give thanks?